Welcome to About Mansfield, your audio newspaper. I'm Steve Casillo with the July 12th, 2023, 181st edition, always broadcasting from the Somark Studios, along with Colleen Daniel and the About Mansfield News team. Coming up, it's Mansfield News and Talk. And a little later in the episode, you will have a chance to win a $25 gift card to a Mansfield restaurant of your choice with our Mansfield trivia question, courtesy of Joe Jenkins Farmers Insurance. Let's take a look at the stories we're covering this week. Mansfield police prevent wrong way tragedy. Mass transit in Mansfield? We'll talk about it in a moment with the mayor. Former NFL player returns to his Mansfield roots. Farmer's market goes to the dogs this week. Mansfield resident proves to be upper crust in Venus. And in the talk segment, Steve talks with Ashley Roundtree with Echo Education about what the Mansfield-based nonprofit has to offer. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is About Mansfield. Hi, this is Paul Duncan with Trinity Roofing and Construction. There are over 7,500 roofers in the North Texas area. And when a major hailstorm blows through town, that number skyrockets with companies as far away as Montana. In the planning stages of re-roofing your home, it's normal for customers to ask questions such as, where are they based out of and how many years experience do they have roofing in North Texas? Trinity Roofing and Construction can answer each of these questions with confidence. As a family-owned, Mansfield-based business since 2011, Trinity Roofing and Construction recently received a Product Excellence Award by Owens Corning and are a Platinum Preferred Contractor with Owens Corning. Contact us today for a free, no-obligation video roof inspection. Rated A-plus with the Better Business Bureau, Trinity Roofing and Construction, a Mansfield company, not only replacing roofs, but building relationships. Find us on the web at trinityroofingconstruction.com. That's trinityroofingconstruction.com. Hey, it's Steve Casillo. I want to take a second to tell you about Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio 3.0. It's where we record and produce the About Mansfield podcast episodes. What started out as an audio-only studio, Podcast Mansfield is now a full-service audio and video recording studio, complete with custom green screen backgrounds, two high-definition cameras, editing, mixing, and mastering capabilities, and we can also help market your podcast. Podcast Mansfield is home to such great locally produced shows, such as Wealth Building Made Simple, we are TPM and Wealth Think Tank Television, just to name a few. So whether you're a hands-on person or just need a place to record your podcast or need advice from concept to completion, Podcast Mansfield is here to help. Conveniently located on Heritage Parkway just off of 287 right here in Mansfield, mention the About Mansfield podcast and you get to record your first episode at no charge. For more information on starting your podcast, or if you're looking for a better place to record, Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio can be found on the internet at podcastmansfield.com. No matter your familiarity with buying or selling real estate, having an experienced, trusted advisor on speed dial is priceless. The Roger and Beth team of Century 21 Judge Fight is here to be that resource for you. Whether you're buying right here in Mansfield or your dreams are taking you elsewhere, we are ready to help you with turning that vision into a reality. To learn more, visit our website at homesinmansfield.com. That's homesinmansfield.com. 
This portion of the news is brought to you by Trinity Roofing and Construction. Hi, I'm Dr. Joseph Adams, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield. Mansfield police officers demonstrated some quick thinking early Sunday morning when they successfully stopped a wrong-way driver on the southbound lanes of the Highway 360 toll road. Officers Killian and Reichert, along with Sergeant Raines, responded to a one-way driver call around 2 o'clock Sunday morning. The officers managed to bring the vehicle to a halt in the 2700 block of southbound 360 with the help of a spike strip, ensuring the safety of other motorists in the vicinity. After a brief struggle, the driver, whose identity has not been disclosed, was subsequently charged with driving while intoxicated and evading arrest. The Mansfield City Council held a regularly scheduled meeting on Monday. The following opinions of those of Michael Evans may not necessarily reflect those of the Mansfield City Council. As we do every other Tuesday morning, we say top of the morning, Mr. Michael Evans. Mayor Mansfield, welcome. Thank you. Good to be here. Welcome. It's It's been so long, I can't remember how... It's been a, almost a month since you've been here. It, it has, you know, but I tell you what, we've been working for the folks, though. So yesterday, uh, for those who, who think, oh, well, you know, Mansfield City Council, they just go in, they only work a couple of hours, and, and, and they're done for the couple of weeks. You you worked a 12-hour day yesterday. Yes, I did, but you know what? It's all good. Uh, I signed up for it. I, I ran for the office, so no need of me playing the violin. 10 a.m. work sessions and and subcommittee sessions, and but... Uh, yeah, you work through the day, but let's let's jump into the seven o'clock public uh, uh, public session yeah. and um, a couple of recognitions and uh, a recognition of a cancer month. Yes, uh, we started the uh, meeting by proclaiming July as Sarcoma Cancer Awareness Month. Uh, we think uh, we think about those in our community who have this rare form of cancer, and uh, especially those who have lost loved ones. And uh, we just need to learn more about uh, this form of cancer. And then you recognize the oh, gosh. You just went right down the list, the fire department, the police and the EMT and a couple of recognitions. You know what? We have uh, the most dynamic uh, fire department and police uh, department in the country. We really do. And uh, I say that with all seriousness. So on uh, yesterday, uh, Mansfield Fire Department uh, was officially awarded what's called an ISO uh, one ranking, ISO one ranking. And what it is, is uh, this measures a fire department's ability to respond to emergencies. Uh, think about it. Uh, Look, less than 1% of the fire departments in the country have the highest designation. So uh, we are really proud uh, to um, have uh, this kind of of coverage and service in our city. And uh, also, as you mentioned, police. Uh, We we thanked our heroic police and uh, EMTs and detectives, as well as uh, our 911 operators, uh, for their heroic efforts um, as they responded to a horrific shooting incident on May 16th. So uh, we thank these men and women for the great work that they do every, every day. Absolutely. Every day. Mr. Mayor, this actually, the next item sounds exciting yet uh, frightening at the same time. Uh, a new trash and recycling service coming to Mansfield. Yeah, we approved a contract 
uh, with uh, Frontier Waste Solutions for our waste collection uh, needs. And when our existing contract with Republic Services expires in September, we will begin this uh, new partnership with Frontier. And they're going to um, uh, allow us to uh, maintain the level of service that we've uh, expected uh, for the last 20 years. And they're going to do it at an economical cost. Uh, we appreciate uh, our relationship with Republic Services. But uh, when they came to us with almost a, um, I mean, double in regard to the increase of fees. I mean, I'm talking about doubling our fees. We just couldn't do that. I mean, we all live in Mansfield, sure. and we think that in regard to these uh, the economic conditions in which we are we are in, uh, we just didn't believe that raising rates was the right thing to do. So uh, we're asking our citizenry to um, uh, bear with um, the new. Uh, group uh, Frontier Waste Solutions and uh, prepare for um, you know changing out of the trash bins and all that. But uh, people's days for collection will not change, and uh, we're just going to work with Frontier to make this a smooth transition, as smooth as possible. Yeah, this goes into effect when it goes into effect October one. October one. So right. let's say October to the end of the year. Let's show some patience. Yes, uh, we're going to need that. And uh, we want folks to know that they're going to get they'll have uh, plenty of uh, marketing uh, so that they'll know who to call uh, when things uh, may not go like they want them to go. But, uh, yeah, patience is definitely going to be uh, needed. Hot topic on the east side of Mansfield and a ray of sunshine how uh, shining on Daymar Road. Yeah, can you believe it that uh, we we awarded a fourteen million dollar fourteen million dollar contract for the construction of Daymire Road? This is something that um, we've been working on. I, I know day one uh, when uh, I became the mayor is something that um, uh, people had been talking about and we had been promising for a long time. I mean, and crazy things happen. The pandemic and 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 I can just read a laundry list of things. But um, we appreciate our, our neighbors in Grand Prairie who pitched in dollars as well as we appreciate uh, the county uh, who um, gave us $5 million as well for this particular project. And of course, our residents who uh, helped to pay for this. So it's going to uh, improve Daymire Road uh, uh, into a four-lane undivided roadway uh, with improved uh, drainage and pedestrian elements uh, from East Broad Street to uh, Seton Road. And uh, also, uh, you know, I, I think the part that stings a bit is it's going to take an entire school year for this to get done. So just like with Frontier Waste Solutions, we're going to need people to be real patient with us in this regard. But uh, hey, it's finally going to happen. And, and, and our students will be able to walk back and forth to school without risking their lives. And on a serious note, we think that's very important. That is important. I'm just going to tee this up, let you whack it down the fairway. Consent agenda. Yes, we approved uh, six uh, consent agenda items, including $80,000 and $80,000 contract with Kimley Corn and Associates to complete the Master Thoroughfare uh, Plan Alternative analysis. Also, a $129,630 agreement with McAdams Engineering for a park a master planning services at Southwest Community Park. Uh, keep in mind, these dollars have uh, been earmarked 
for that park. We need to get the development underway there. This is not, these are not dollars that um, had been turned down uh, via the, the bond uh, package that did not uh, pass that included the Southwest Community Park. That would have been a $5 million infusion mm. uh, into that project. But uh, we're starting with 129000 Also, um, we uh, approved a $117,049 agreement with a, a Walnut Creek Country Club drainage study. And um, uh, again, the, the, the people in, in the Walnut Creek area, they have been um, they, they've been flooded out on many occasions. So we want to look at that and see what's going on. Uh, also, a eight hundred thousand uh, dollar interlocal agreement with uh, Tarrant County uh, for asphalt reconstruction. And um, that primarily is uh, the uh, consent agenda. Now, uh, one of the things that that I, I don't want to leave out, we held a joint meeting mm-hmm. with the Mansfield Economic Development Corporation to discuss the city's economic development incentive policy. Now, uh, I think it's important to understand that by working closely with our partners, we're able to have a shared and promising vision for our community's future. So when people come to Mansfield, as we are marketing Mansfield, and um, they're bringing restaurants, they're bringing entertainment venues, or, or industrial, you know, whatever it is. But uh, so many times uh, um, folks don't know what incentives are available to them. We want to make sure that that uh, they know that we have a comprehensive plan, things that they can look at, things that uh, might interest them. But it will be best for our uh, uh, taxpayers. Sure. That's what it's all about. So we held, held that meeting and um, it's a good, it was a good thing to do. And we continue to uh, partner and meet with our boards and commissions. Sure. A lot of people don't even know that MEDC is there. They don't even know what MEDC, MEDC does. And, and unless you know a friend of a friend of a friend happened to, you know, and, and it's, so it's good that to, to get MEDC out in the spotlight and, and what they have to offer. Well, without a doubt. And we want everybody to know that, that you get an equal shot. Sure. At uh, what can be offered to them, Mr. Mayor. I saw something on Facebook the other day. I think it was on uh, yesterday that uh, mass transit is coming. Did I see this on the agenda from last <laughs> night? Ma- Lord have mercy. No, What's- you did not see that, man. <laughs> because I went to. So- I actually went to MiriamWebster.com and looked up the definition of of mass transit, which meant buses, subways, uh, and you, you know we're talking about moving people by yeah. the hundreds or thousands. <clears throat> No, what we're talking about are uh, three three uh, minivans, and, and I really mean that. We're talking three minivans. <laughs> yeah, and and we primarily want want to uh, make sure that our senior adults get to their doctor's appointments, things of that nature. We have uh, also people who who have uh, disabilities, certain disabilities. Uh, they they have a hard time uh, getting to their appointments, and you will not believe. But uh, I get I get quite a few uh, calls. As a matter of fact, a stack of emails regarding this and council members get called on all the time uh, regarding uh, trying to find a ride for somebody. Sure. As a local pastor, you know, back in the day, I've been here now 30 plus years back in the day, we we could drive people back and forth. But now we're in a litigious uh, uh, society and people will sue you, you know, and uh, churches, of course, are no longer able to uh, provide that service. Catholic charities have uh, they've cut back their uh, rides that they offer to one day a week. And and even even our local uh, charities just aren't able to uh, shoulder that load because of budgetary constraints. So, uh, you know what? I, I tell you what, and I do know that I do not speak for the entire council. I know that. Yeah. 
I do believe this, though, that we've got folks uh, on that council with with uh, good hearts, good heads. And um, we're going to figure out a way to take care some way, somehow. And I might be totally wrong here, but I just believe we're going to take care of our seniors. I believe that uh, we're going to at some point be able to take care of people with disabilities. We got children. Oh, they're, they're, they're adults. Pardon me for saying that who work at places like Kroger's and otherwise who, um, you know, aren't able to drive. So. Right. That's what that was about. But man, when I saw that on on, on uh, social media, I died laughing. I mean, I said, "Oh my God, here we here we, here we go talking about okay. buses." All right, so so no subways coming to Mansfield. No, no subways coming to Mansfield because if if we dig too deep, we'll mess around and hit an aquifer. Nope. <laughs> Before we say goodbye, can we give a shout out to those who produce Mansfield Rocks? You know what? We have definitely got to do that because it was an outstanding yeah. affair. We had over 4,000 people I know at Big League Dreams. You had countless of thousands of individuals, you know, across uh, at Hawaiian Falls and, of course, the people in the city. Of course. So, uh, yeah, we thank our staff. Our staff, our staff, our staff. I mean, we thank them and the folks that came out and had a great time. We'll see you in two weeks. See you then, sir. That's a moment with the mayor on About Mansfield. Mansfield High graduate Lindsey Pipkin and his older brother spent many summers hanging out at the Mansfield Activities Center while their parents were at work. Pipkin eventually played football in the NFL and is returning to his Mansfield roots this week to spend some time with the next generation of kids. He's a philanthropist. He is a humanitarian. He is a Mansfield High School graduate of the class of 2012. We're also going to find out more about him. Lindsay Pipkins, welcome to About Mansfield. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. First of all, you're a Mansfield graduate. Let's start there. First of all, what was your favorite class? My favorite class was actually physics. Physics? I had a teacher. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Physics. I had a teacher named Mrs. June. And it's crazy. I've always been a, I've been, I was a straight A student for my whole life growing up in school. And uh, I, I just, science was always my toughest subject, even though I always made straight A's, always a subject I just, I just didn't excel in all the way like the other subjects. And uh, my teacher was very hands-on and, and great energy. And she loved the kids, students, and she made me love uh, science and love physics that year. And, you know, that was like one of my best uh, grades I've, I've, ever, I've ever had in a science class. So, yeah, that's one of my favorite teachers ever, too. So, shout out to Miss Jones. Miss Jones at Mansfield High School. So, you you matched brawn with brains because you were also playing football. You went to Oklahoma State, and you also played for the NFL, for Green Bay, the Colts, and then eventually Cleveland. I started playing football my senior year in high school, so I knew it was going to take hard work, and I've been doing that in the classroom. And I just transferred it to the football field because I grew up playing soccer and basketball where I excelled at. I wanted to play football again my senior year, and you know it worked out. God bless me for sure. As a cornerback, if I recall, and what's the toughest part of playing cornerback? Uh, the toughest part of playing cornerback is you're moving backwards first, and you don't know where the wide receiver is going. So that is the toughest position on the field other than quarterback, I believe. You know, you got somebody, guys running four twos, four threes, four fours, knowing what spot they're trying to get to. And we're basically guessing and we're just reading them and reacting off of them as the defensive back. So, you know, DB, that's why they get paid the, the, the big bucks. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. You, so you went from the NFL to children's book writer. 
Yes, sir. And you wrote a book called The Air with Hair. Let's give a little synopsis about what the book is about. Yes, sir. I just I decided to just write a children's book about bullying. It was about a boy. You know, he embraces his natural hair uh, despite the bullying from his peers and his friends at school. And, uh, and he goes home to his dad, sad. And his dad tells him stories about other men, other other heroes in their lives that have dealt with the same things, obstacles and hurdles with him you know, when it when it comes to dealing with color, appearance, and hair style. And uh, he begins to embrace himself and be- begins to have self-acceptance and self-love and you know, everybody lives happily ever after. That it's okay to be yourself. Definitely, definitely, for sure. Everybody's different in this world. We have different names, different colors, different heights, different sizes. You know, it, this book is basically, you know, it's a must read for any child who has ever felt insecure, you know, about any of that. So you're bringing the book and yourself Friday morning uh, to the Mansfield Activity Center. Tell us uh, what the event is uh, going to be. I grew up in Mansfield my whole life. So uh, Coco, the manager there, the director there, she was there when I was a, when I was a youth, and she's still there nowadays. So, you know, she reached out to me once she saw that I dropped my book, and I, I I would love to get my time back to where I grew up. This is this is my roots. Mansfield is my roots. I love Mansfield. Great teachers, great community. So it was my duty to to come back and you know read to the read to the kids. You know, give them my time. Uh, I'll be reading my book to them. Uh, I'll be playing uh, math racing with them, games and basketball. We'll do some races. I was going to have a good time with them just giving back and just coming back and talking to the youth because the youth are, they're the future. They're, tom- they're our tomorrow. What time does the event start? 10 a.m. sharp. Friday morning at the Mansfield Activity Center, you're going to be reading your book, uh, The Air with Hair, and uh, and playing some games with the kids. Uh, that's going to be part of the, the Max uh, Youth Summer Program, so uh, the kids who have been coming there all summer while their parents are either at work or doing something, just keeping kids busy, keeping their minds sharp. And you, while you were living here in Mansfield, uh, you were also a member of the MAC. Every summer, uh, my parents took me and my brother, I have an older brother as well, too, and he, he went to the MAC as well. So we used to ride our bikes up there or get dropped off. So our parents, man, they knew what they were doing, uh, starting us early at the MAC giving us that, that exposure, that experience to, you know, read read more in the summer, to have physical activities in the summer, and just to get, have time to hang out with our peers and our classmates. While you played for the NFL, you were number 41. Can you name any other, whether it's any sport uh, there is, uh, some famous athletes that wore number 41? Uh, yes, sir. Being from Dallas, you know, you got Dirk Nowinski. There you go. That's who was yes, on sir. my mind. <laughs> so that hey, that's the that's the most famous forty one. So hey, I'm I'm just gonna leave it at that, man. Okay, so we're not going to baseball and going with Tom Seaver. Hey, Tom Seaver too. Hey, we can go we can go to baseball too. <laughs> hey, football too. Uh, Roman Harper, the safety from the Saints. There you go. <laughs> that's good. You've done your homework. <laughs> this coming Friday, ten a.m. at the Mac, reading his book, The Air with Hair, and then just playing some games with kids. Lindsey Pipkins, uh, we'll see you. Uh, we'll see you this coming Friday at the Macashire. Appreciate you uh, being on About Mansfield. 
Thank you for the opportunity. It's usually a Saturday set aside for fruit, veggies, market vendors, and live music. But this weekend, the Mansfield Farm and Cottage Market has something special in store. That's right, Colleen. What's commonly known around here is the Mansfield Farmer's Market. The Farm and Cottage Market is hosting its 2023 Summer Bash taking place this Saturday from 8 a.m. to noon, which will include live music from three local bands, a mini carnival booth, a llama booth, raffles every hour, the pet photo contest winners will be announced, and the Mansfield water truck will be there to keep everyone hydrated. Pets on a leash are welcome at the event, which again is this Saturday, 8 a.m. to noon at the lot downtown. When Jennifer Biundo and her husband Vince moved from Chicago to Mansfield, they were convinced that nobody in town could cook a better Italian meal than them. So the husband and wife team decided to open a restaurant. The first roadblock that they faced was finding a location locally that they could afford as owning restaurant property in Mansfield was beyond their budget. So they set up shop 10 miles south of town in Venus. And with us to tell about the uh, the project with us on the phone is Jennifer Biundo. Welcome to About Mansfield. Thank you very much. How long have you and Vince lived in Mansfield? Um, we have been here two years. So this is our third summer, but I did come down a year ahead of time with uh, our three smaller children just so they could start school. But officially, it's been two years. Two years in Mansfield. What attracted you? You lived in Chicago, the big metropolis of the the Windy City. What attracted you to, to Mansfield? Um, I have family here. My entire family is here. So my parents live in Burleson. I have a brother in Cleburne. And I have two uncles and an aunt that live here as well. Um, and we had just got tired of the taxes, the politics, and the weather of Chicago. So we figured we would bring our Chicago pizza down to Texas. Did you own a restaurant in Chicago? My father-in-law did. He had pizza places in the 70s in northern Illinois. Um, and then we have cousins that still have multiple pizza places that are using the same recipe as my father-in-law. So my husband grew up in the business, basically. Gotcha. So that's where Vince learned to cook Italian food. Yes. What makes a Chicago pizza different from any other pizza? Um, well, a true Chicago pizza. So if you're from Chicago, we refer to a Chicago pizza as a Chicago tavern thin crust. And that is cut into squares. Now, what most people are used to, um, we find in Texas, when they say Chicago pizza, they're looking for the deep ditch pizza, which Chicagoans would call a tourist pizza. A tourist pizza. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what my wife and I had was the, the Chicago tourist pizza. Yeah, and it's fantastic, um, but it's just kind of funny. The 40-some years that my husband lived in Illinois, we've been together over 22. We've probably had a deep dish or a pan pizza twice together. It's just not something that Chicagoans, because it is their order, but obviously it's what you know Chicago is known for. So this, this also means then does a Chicago dog, is it also a tourist dog? Um, no, I mean, a lot of Chicago people like the Chicago dog. You just can't get, there's just something about that specific type of, you know, beef that they use with the sport peppers yeah, and the relish. Oh my gosh, a, a good Chicago with the celery salt and mm, you're making me hungry. We contemplate, and I know, we've contemplated actually putting on the menu. We're not quite sure if we want to like go that route yet, but we've talked about it for sure. Since we are Chicago, why not? And it is, uh, so Chicago style, not only the pizza, but you've got uh, a tremendous Italian um, menu. What are some of the more popular items aside from pizza that are on the menu? I think as far as pastas, definitely our spaghetti and meatballs. Our meatballs are pretty big and they probably one of the best meatballs we've ever had. Sandwich-wise, 
I prefer my preference just because you can't really get it down here would be an Italian sausage. Um, mm. And we don't actually get our sausage from here. We have to have it imported because we don't have the kind we want down here. So it's authentic Chicago Italian cuisine? It is, yes. Are you finding, because I'm seeing a lot on social media talk about Biondo's restaurant in Venus. Are you getting a lot of, of business from Mansfield? We absolutely are. Um, it's been fantastic. You know, I, I post where I can on Facebook, um, but word of mouth obviously is the best and word of mouth has just traveled. Um, I do know a couple of weeks ago, I had a local that owns a boutique, Paisley Grace was the boutique in Mansfield. Right they had there on Main Street. Couple. They had come in and um, ended up closing the restaurant down and we had tried to make a new dessert. So I let them be a guinea pig for it. And she says, oh, I'll post on, you know, our page and people do and you're appreciative and I'm telling you, you know, maybe it came straight from God, sent her there, but we have blown up ever since. Uh, I had about 800 to 900 new likes and followers in the last two weeks since she's been there. And every time I get to stop and talk to a table, it's like, oh, we're from Mansfield. So we're definitely getting a lot of, <laughs> you know, Venus traffic, but Mansfield, Arlington. Somebody today just commented on a post saying that they were driving over an hour to come try us out based on a friend's recommendation. Yeah, and I've seen that on Facebook where, oh, I, I can't drive to Venus because it's too far. It's only 10 miles. Yeah, it's literally where we live in Mansfield. It takes us like 18 minutes if there's traffic to get there. So Yeah, and it's a, if you take the back roads, it's a wonderful trip through the country. Exactly. Let's give the locations, the hours. Uh, where can people find Biundu's Italian restaurant? So we are at 104 Second Street in Venus. Um, our hours of operation are Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, 11 to 8, Friday, 11 to 9, Saturday, 1 to 9, and Sunday, 1 to 8. And uh, right now we just have Google. I'm like right in the middle of working on a website. So we'll have that up soon where at least you can see the menu, but we'll still do like old school calling in paper and pen type ordering. And all Mansfield residents are welcome. Absolutely. Love it. When somebody says it for Mansfield, love the support, you know, since we're living in Mansfield as well. Because we're all neighbors here. Exactly. Biondo's Italian restaurant right there in Venus. And there are only like two or three restaurants right there in downtown Venus. So you, you can't miss it on 2nd uh, on Street. Thanks for being on About Mansfield and, and continued success. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. If you have a comment about the show, the news, or whatever's on your mind locally, the good, the bad, the ugly, what's on your mind? You can reach us by voicemail at 817-435-2938. Again, that's 817 435 2938. Saturday, July 15th is National Give Something Away Day, a day where you can allow your inner Marie Kondo to come out. Kondo, of course, is the Japanese organizing consultant who helps clients tidy up their lives. Are we a nation of overabundance? Check out these numbers. The number of items in the average American home is 300,000. One of 10 Americans rent an off-site storage unit. 25% of Americans with two-car garages don't have room enough to park the cars inside them. The average 10-year-old owns 238 toys, yet plays with only 12. Americans spend $1.2 trillion each year on non-essential goods. They say it's better to give than to receive. After all, it's only the giving that makes you what you are. So as Marie Kondo once said, if it doesn't spark joy, get rid of it.
Of course, one man's junk is another man's treasure, so consider donating your items. The Mansfield Mission Center Thrift Store would be a great place to start. Coming up after the break, we turn the page to the features section. What bugs you, Mansfield? I'm Angel Biasati, and today we're talking about fire ants and other pests in Methodist Mansfield News to Know. So you want to be a realtor. I'm Beth Steinke, and let's talk about that today on the Mansfield Real Estate Report. In this week's Cocktail of the Week, I'll be talking about a cocktail that'll have you dreaming of old Havana. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield. This portion of the news was brought to you by Trinity Roofing and Construction. The housing market is evolving as interest rates rise to meet inflation. Speculation abounds as to what the future may hold. Do you have a trusted advisor? The Roger and Beth team at Century 21 Judge Fight should be your first call in all matters concerning real estate in the market. We specialize in residential real estate for both buyers and sellers. With industry partners across North America, our resources and expertise can turn the home you've been envisioning into a reality. Visit our website at homesinmansfield.com to learn more. That's homesinmansfield.com. I'm Philip Washington, Chief Investment Officer of Stonehill Wealth Management and host of the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast. First book I read in college was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and it changed my life. And since then, I've read tons and tons of books on money. And what I've done is taken those lessons, simplified them, and I talk about those lessons on my podcast, Wealth Building Made Simple. So come hang out with us. We're on every major platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on YouTube, Wealth Building Made Simple. Congratulations to Artie Harris, who was the first person to correctly answer our Mansfield trivia question last week. Which county contains more Mansfield real estate, Alice or Johnson? Artie knew that approximately 12.6 square miles of Mansfield lies within Johnson County, while Ellis County claims only two square miles, and he has won a $25 restaurant gift card. When we come back, this week's trivia question. This is about Mansfield. At Methodist Mansfield Medical Center, we've been caring for our home team for over 15 years. Today, you'll find award-winning physicians on the medical staff, advanced neurosurgery, a level three trauma center, critical care for newborns, and comprehensive orthopedic care. Methodist Mansfield, delivering the care our friends, neighbors, and home team depend on. That's community, and why so many people trust Methodist. Hi, this is Joe Jenkins with Joe Jenkins Farmers Insurance, specializing in auto, home, commercial, and life insurance. I was born and raised here in Mansfield, Texas. We're active in the community, and Mansfield's a town we really care about. Our office has over 30 years' experience in the insurance industry, and we're passionate about what we do and about customer service. For a free quote, please visit our website at joejenkinsinsurance.com or give us a call at 817-472-6058. Once again, that website is joejenkinsinsurance.com. It is time right now, this very second, yes, for the highly coveted, wildly popular About Mansfield trivia question. If you are the first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com, you will receive a $25 gift card to a Mansfield restaurant of your choice. It's brought to you by Joe Jenkins Insurance. Whether you're looking for homeowners, auto, commercial, or any other type of insurance, Joe has helped Mansfield area residents understand the insurance coverage that best fit their needs since 2010. You can find them on the internet at joejenkinsinsurance.com. Thank you to Joe again for being the Mansfield Trivia Question sponsor 
for one full year. And I say this every week, not every winner submits their answer on Wednesdays. So if you're listening Thursday, Friday, Saturday, whenever, give it a shot. Let's get to this week's question. Colleen? Well, Steve, to date, there is just one former U.S. congressman buried at the Mansfield Cemetery located on West Kimball Street near South 4th Avenue. This week's trivia question is, name the United States congressman who is buried at the Mansfield Cemetery and, for an extra $25 gift card, name the year he died. Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, what is the name of the U.S. congressman who is buried at the Mansfield Cemetery and will throw in an extra $25 gift card if you can name the year he died? Good luck, and thanks to Joe Jenkins Insurance for the gift card. Hi, I'm Mansfield ISD Chief of Police, Greg Minter, and you're listening to about Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield, your audio newspaper. Let's open up the features section. Something's bugging health reporter Angel Biasati, and she's here to get it off her chest in today's Methodist Mansfield News to Know. Summertime bugs always like to get out and about when it's hot outside, and they love to invade our spaces when we're camping, cooking out and grilling, or playing sports. Most of these critters are harmless, but they can be a nuisance, and some even deadly if we're not careful. Dr. Gary Alexander, medical director of the trauma, offers some helpful hints to make our outdoor activities nicer. When you're outdoors, consider wearing a neutral wardrobe with smooth fabrics. Stay away from bright colors, floral patterns, and rough fabrics because these make great targets for bugs. They can see them from a mile away, and they'll stick to you when they attack. Avoid wearing sweet perfumes, hairsprays, and aftershave. If it makes you smell good, then the bugs are going to be attracted to you as well. Additionally, when these scents get mixed in with your sweat, it drives these little pests into a frenzy, making you their main course. Consume foods with garlic and onions to help change the taste of your sweat, which makes you less tasty for flies and mosquitoes. Wear closed-toed footwear when you can, especially when you're in the grass or on the sand. Who hasn't been bitten by fire ants? They're everywhere this year. Also, yellow jackets are generally low to the ground to build their nests there. And... The grass is attracted to bees, which make our legs and our feet easy prey. When camping, use repellent with DEET, and you can also use essential oils like lavender, lemongrass, eucalyptus that naturally repel bugs. You will smell good while keeping the pesky bugs away. With Methodist Mansfield News to Know, I'm Angel Biasati reporting for About Mansfield Podcast. So you want to be a realtor. Beth Steinke is here with the breakdown in the Mansfield real estate market update. The call of the wild is really strong for real estate agents. Imagine a world where you set your own hours, answer to no one, spend your time working on whatever you want to do. With its unlimited income potential and flexible schedule, it is the seemingly perfect fit for a free spirit who loves people and loves houses. 
What the industry doesn't advertise is the reality. While there is no unlimited income potential, there is also no floor. There are very few professions that you wake up every day unemployed, with absolutely zero benefits, are expected to put in 40 to 70 hours a week in the hopes that in a few months down the road, you may get the opportunity to get paid so long as everything goes smoothly and everyone is focused on the goal of getting to closing. Sounds great, right? The National Association of Realtors reports in its 2022 member report that realtors with 16 years of experience or more earned a median gross income of $85,000. That's up from $70,000 in 2020. But that realtors with less than two years experience reported a median gross income of $8,800. That's up from $8,500 in 2020. Now note, this is gross income, not net. This is before taxes, insurance, licensing and education costs, gas, marketing, and office expenses. That rings true. My first year as a realtor, my tax return said we netted $9,000. We did have a lot of startup costs that year, but we sold 14 houses. Really brings things into perspective, doesn't it? You too can make eight dollars or $9,000 for the next two years with no benefits by completing 180 classroom hours, taking a test, getting fingerprinted, having a clean background check. Total cost of that evolution is around $2,000 and can be completed in about two months. In preparation for today's content, I decided to ask a few of the new agents in our office what they wish they would have known before they got into real estate. Here's what they had to say. One said the most difficult part has been finding clients. He shared that he didn't realize the amount of work involved with getting viable and ready to buy clients. Another said, don't set your financial expectations too high the first year. The last two agents said very much the same thing. I wish I would have set aside the discomfort of doing the hard work sooner and just did the activities that my trainer told me to do instead of trying it my way first. Here is my advice. Just as if you were going to open up a sandwich shop or a bakery, you need capital to start a business. And while you don't have to pay office rent or rent a copy machine to be a successful agent, you do have a long ramp up period to prepare for and many months of zero income to manage through. The best transition plan involves a solid nest egg with three to six months of home and business expenses set aside to give yourself the mental and emotional headspace to work really hard and launch your real estate career. Because if I can do it, you can do it. If you'd like more information about life as a realtor, message me. I'd be happy to chat with you about your real estate dream. For everyone else, what would you like to hear on the Mansfield Real Estate Report? Should we do a listing of the week featuring a new listing? Do you enjoy the market reports of what's going on in our state, local, or nationwide market? Or do you like the insider and educational content? Please share your thoughts with me. This is a one-way conversation unless you take the time to share how we can make it better for you. So please send me a message via email to info at aboutmansfield.com. For the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Beth Steinke with Century 21 Judge Fight. Shaken or stirred, either way, you know it's going to be good as Brian Certain serves up a taste of old Havana in the cocktail of the week. This week's cocktail of the week is the old Cuban. Several weeks ago, I started a new series on cocktails that I found on TikTok, and this week's cocktail is from Drifter's Joint. So the old Havana cocktail is a classic drink that brings together the flavors of the Caribbean with a touch of elegance. 
This refreshing libation combines aged Caribbean rum, Angostura bitters, dry sparkling white wine, fresh lime juice, simple syrup, and a hint of mint. With its vibrant colors and enticing flavors, the Old Havana cocktail is the delightful choice for almost any occasion. At the heart of this cocktail is the aged Caribbean rum, which adds depth and richness to the drink. The rum aged to perfection in oak barrels imparts a smooth and complex character that sets the foundation for this cocktail. With its warm caramel notes mingle harmoniously with the other ingredients, creating a very balanced and satisfying sip. To balance the sweetness of the rum, we're going to add a few dashes of Angostura bitters. The aromatic bitters contribute a subtle spiciness, and the herbal complexity elevates the overall flavor profile of the cocktail. The bitters also lend a beautiful red hue to the cocktail, adding to its visual appeal. To lighten and effervescence the cocktail, dry sparkling white wine is incorporated. The crisp bubbles of the wine dance on the palate, providing a refreshing celebratory touch. The wine also adds a touch of sophistication to the old Havana cocktail, making it a perfect choice for special occasions or casual gatherings. Freshly squeezed lime juice is an essential component, providing a bright, zesty citrus note. The tangy lime cuts through the sweetness of the rum, balancing the flavors, creating an overall great cocktail. It adds a burst of freshness that invokes the tropical charm of the Caribbean. To sweeten the cocktail, bringing all the flavors together, a touch of simple syrup is added. The sweetener dissolves easily, ensuring a consistent and well-rounded taste throughout the drink. The syrup also helps to tame the sharpness of the lime, allowing the other ingredients to shine. And finally, a fresh final touch of mint completes the old Havana. The aromatic mint leaves are gently muddled to release their oils and essence, infusing the drink with a delightful herbal aroma. The mint also combines a refreshing and cooling sensation, making the cocktail incredibly invigorating, especially here the day after the 4th of July. The cocktail itself is a true embodiment of the Caribbean spirit, capturing the essence of the region's vibrant culture and flavors with all of the combinations of the flavors. And whether you're enjoying it on a sunny beach or in the comfort of your home, the Old Havana cocktail is a delightful companion that is sure to please your palate and invoke a sense of adventure. But don't worry about taking notes. I'll be giving all the ingredients and instructions and posting them on bourbongospel.com. The ingredients, you need two ounces of good Caribbean uh, rum. I like Pusser's rum, but certainly whatever rum is your favorite. Two to four dashes of Angostura bitters. You'll need one ounce of fresh lime juice, a half ounce of simple syrup, eight to ten mint leaves, and two to three ounces of dry sparkling white wine. To prepare the old Havana cocktail, start by muddling a few mint leaves in the bottom of a cocktail shaker. Add a generous measure of the Caribbean rum, the bitters, the lime juice, and the simple syrup. Shake well to combine the ingredients and strain into a chilled coupe glass. Top it off with a splash of dry sparkling white wine and a garnish with a sprig of fresh mint and a lime wedge. As always, I'm open to hear your take and input. You can reach me at brian at bourbongospel.com. And until next week, as Mark Twain said, too much of anything is bad, but too much whiskey is barely enough.
Reporting for the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Brian Certain. Hi, I'm Jennifer Cowley, president of the University of Texas at Arlington, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to another segment of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo as we make the transition from news to talk. And in the studio today, you know, we love talking about education because education is a hot topic right now in Mansfield. And... This is something I did not know about. They've been around for about 10 years. Echo Education Services. And uh, in the studio today is Ashley Roundtree to uh, to tell us about it. Ashley, welcome to About Mansfield. Thank you so much for having me. Echo Education Services. It's a nonprofit, right? Yes. And what do you do? Echo Education is a nonprofit that uh, ultimately establishes epic adventures for young students. Um, epic adventures. Epic adventures. <laughs> uh, these, so our our trips, uh, we call them excursions, and oh, um, nice. we have eight different offerings of different programs in which uh, we host grade level wide groups public schools, private schools, whoever wants to to join us and, and contract with us. Mm-hmm. And we take them on adventures or excursions, if you will, to other cities like uh, Austin or Georgetown, Waco, Segoville. Uh, all of our programs are focused on Texas history and Texas science. They are TEKS aligned, meaning teachers are able to check off things on their list for what they need to teach okay. uh, in their school year. But then we also amplify the fun. Uh, these are big trips. So taking a grade level wide group, sometimes 200, 300 people down to their state capital, for instance, to go and teach them about their Texas history and Texas government. Um, Would this be, okay, so let's use Austin as mm -hmm. an example. Would this be then say like a high school Texas history class or I guess that would be middle schools. (laughs) I'm not from around here. Oh, goodness. Uh, (laughs) That's right. That's middle school, right? Well, actually, Texas history is taught in two grade levels right now. Okay. Fourth grade and seventh grade. Uh, that's Texas for you, right? We got okay. two whole years of our state history. Uh, any of my friends uh, through my travels or whenever I've lived elsewhere, no one else has two years of their Texas state uh, or their state history. Um, so we make sure we get two whole years in. They're kind of adjusting that right now on the state level. Uh, but for now, that's what they're doing. Uh, so we, our main trips are with fourth graders. Uh, we oh, okay. serve third through seventh grade. And uh, that seventh grade, of course, more Texas history. Right. Uh, but the Austin trips, it's a lot of fourth grade. Uh, probably 60 to 70% of our trips are all with with our nine and 10-year-old friends. Yeah. How'd y'all get started in this? Well, Stacy founded it, uh, who happens to be my mom. So Did it's a mom-daughter. I was going <laughs> to say, you share the same last name. So, yes, we do. Yes, uh, we do. So Stacy founded this in 2013. Uh, she actually, though, um, had the inception of the idea when I was in fourth grade. She and some fourth grade teachers uh, where they were working at Jailborne, actually, where mm-hmm. my mom worked at the time, they put on a three-day overnight program to Austin and San Antonio for the fourth grade team. It was insane and it was crazy uh, at that time because no one had done it. There was no real structure. They were kind of forming it together. Um, So technically, she's been doing this for a little over 25 years in one way or another. Uh, But when she formed Echo Education, it was specifically to treat this as a service to the teachers and to the kids. Let's... Talk a little bit more about the epic excursions. <laughs> sure. Uh, sorry, so Austin's one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, where where are some of the other uh, excursions that, that, that yeah. uh, Echo 
Great. Uh, so our Austin trip is definitely the most popular, yeah. uh, obviously. But our most traveled program would be our Texas History and Science Alive trip, which is a mix of going to the state capitol and the state uh, history visitor center, mm-hmm. and then coming on back and going to inner space in Georgetown. So they get a little bit of cave uh, learning, a little uh, geology and whatnot, Along Bat with their Wano state government. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> bat guano. Yeah. We always like to uh, give them the heads up that, you know, there yeah. are bats. And yeah. if and you do feel a sprinkle, we count it as good luck for seven years at Echo. Yeah, okay. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, just don't look up. <laughs> sure, exactly. Exactly. So that's our, our, our uh, most popular program. But we also have one. It's... Uh, really focused on conservation out at John Bunker Sands Wetland. Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit of a shorter day because it's out in Seagoville, just east of Dallas a little ways. And there they're learning about macroinvertebrates and learning about uh, all the different careers that you can have as far as like supporting the nature around us and actually serving ourselves with nice, clean, healthy water, Uh, learning how to be water savers and helping out our environment so it can help us a little bit. Uh, And then we have another program that is to Georgetown for the caves, but then we also go to the Waco Mammoth National Monument. Oh, nice. And so we get to learn a little bit about fossils in the Ice Age in Texas, which You, you stop by the silos on, on the way out there? And <laughs> uh, it, the, usually the moms who are chaperoning ask for a little stop. Uh, but yeah, there's no buckies, there's no silos, no cupcakes, uh, no, no side stops, no, no time for strictly it. Strictly yeah. education. Exactly. All right. The uh, how... I was on your website, and I I noticed that uh, you are, you've got twenty one school districts that are that are working with you, and one uh, one parish was it okay? Yeah, the, uh, the the diocese of Dallas, yes. Right. So, uh, how do you find? Well, how do you? Obviously, the school districts are out there, but how do you get them into Echo to become a client? Great question. Um, we, That's why I'm uh, the host. Uh, yeah, good, good snaps for that. Um, we uh, ultimately, it's word of mouth. Um, teachers move districts, they move schools and whatnot. So there are a lot of times that our program will get adopted into a new school with someone moving over. Um, but our presence in, in all of these districts is mainly uh, due to the fact that we we take a lot of pride in what we do. We take mm-hmm. a lot of care with what we do. Um, our staff is truly amazing. We work on a group mind atmosphere where we don't overstaff. Uh, we have a tight team of you know everyone knowing each other's strengths and weaknesses. So the teachers tend to feel the impact of those intentional choices within our our staff and our mission and our, you know, heart center, if you will. And then they share that. Um, And so word of mouth is primarily how we have folks call us up and say, hey, what are you doing? And there really isn't anyone else doing what we do, a fully hosted guided day. Um, The actual day itself, we... Don't only plan it, uh, where we get your buses, your shirts, your meals, everything organized, but we also staff it. So we have people on the buses, teaching, leading games, keeping everyone active and, and prepping for which, whichever venue we get to. And then we also guide them, any venue yeah. that we go to. So I like to joke that we know where every bathroom in Austin is at. <laughs> uh, we, we tend to be the prepared host where everyone can enjoy the day together instead of stressing about the details of such a big day. Tell me about, uh, let's take a typical trip down to Austin. Okay. I've got a fourth grader at J.L. Boren. Uh, we have booked Echo Education Services. And all right, 
you rent the buses. They're not just your typical yellow school buses, are they? <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, we have some really wonderful partnerships with our transportation providers. We primarily use uh, two different companies uh, because we do uh, require them to have, of course, DVDs and seatbelts and, and nice amenities. Um, but we also look into the safety gradings of these companies. Yeah. So uh, we have a, a limited pool of folks who we really like to work with as far as our transportation partners go. Um, but yes, all of the pre-planning, uh, the day of uh, the show day, if you will, uh, we show up to a school at 6 a.m. Uh, everyone, you know, is very tired and the kids are really loud and excited. So right. it's a fun um, balance. So we wait, we get there at six and within 30 minutes, we've checked everyone in, we load them onto buses and it's off to the races. Um, so all the way down. For instance, to Austin, we have different videos that we have produced uh, that we show. We have hands-on activities and games, um, ultimately prepping them with vocabulary and things they'll hear at the Capitol or at the State History Museum. This is a state representative. Your state <laughs> representative is David Cook. There you go. And so, It's true. It's true. Yeah. We, we talk and, to them about what a constituent is and, yeah. and what voting means and how do you vote and how do you get involved as a fourth grader, we, uh, the thing that I always say, I say, you know, how old do you have to be to vote? Everyone knows 18. And then I say, how old do you have to be to care? And they kind of look at me and I'm like, you can care now, yeah, you know, three. you can care right <laughs> now. Uh, and that's our goal. We hope that each of these kids feels seen on our trip. Um, the accessibility, being able to see them walk into their capital on a state representative, like, mm -hmm. a, you know, David Cook or someone standing, especially on years when they're in session and it's insanely busy. You have these kids standing, these 10-year-old kids standing next to people with suits and their little buttons and they're, mm -hmm. they're having these important conversations in the hall, but, you know, between session meetings. And the kids' faces, you can see them living that and, and sharing space with what going they home. see as power. You going know? home saying, Mom, I met someone really important. <laughs> I don't remember his name, but I, he had a button on his right. on his lapel. Yeah, he had a great tie. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. A red tie. Sure. <laughs> this sounds expensive. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. Especially uh, when we are going with the best of the best when it comes to our vendors and venues, for sure. When, all right, let's go back to... Not just Gerald Bourne. Let's let's say a school district sure. hires Echo Education Services. Uh, who's who's paying for this? Is it through fundraising, or is it through the PTA, or is it through the the school or the school district? Now let's get it. Yeah, you are on the right path. Exactly. Okay. Um, every school is a little bit different. So mm -hmm. uh, me as their program coordinator, who's helping plan and reminding them on payments due and this and that. We try to work individually with each school. Um, there are some schools where uh, the price point for the program for each participant, uh, that's something that is easily um, payable. It's accessible to their budget. Yeah. Uh, then you have a lot of schools with um, really, really active PTAs who want to cover 50 to 70% of the program cost. Uh, then you have some schools, uh, we service about 70% of our schools are Title I schools. So those two situations that I just mentioned aren't necessarily happening consistently for most of our folks who are serving. Okay, for the benefit of the listeners. Sure. Define a Title I school. So a Title I school is whenever most, uh, a certain percentage of your school, a majority of your school is on free or reduced lunches uh, gotcha. based on income of the household. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
And so you work with them because they may not have a budget like a J.O. Boren. Sure, yeah. Or Willie Brown. Yeah, and even with each of our schools, we work um, because just because, you, you know, all of our schools, the diversity of all schools, uh, you can, whether they're Title I or not, mm-hmm. you'll always have a student with a, a specific need. Uh, we never know who all we're serving or who all mm-hmm. we're getting to host on these trips. So we work um, specifically with our schools. We tell them if there's any child who can't go because of cost, let us work with y'all. Let us try to figure that out. Where that gets difficult is uh, pre-COVID, you know, we had our scholarship funds where we were able to provide that. Um, And then with our whole business being based on getting on buses and going out of town, you then can see for about a year and a half that was not an option for us. Um, And so we had to get really creative. We tried some virtual programming. Uh, Virtually showing off the Capitol is a little bit different than walking into the (laughs) rotunda itself. But uh, we had a few schools partner with us and it was fine. We tied over to where we've finally been back on the road now for two years, thank goodness, and are back to our normal you know, service numbers. But we don't have access to the funds that we used to just because of the cost of programming. About 80% of a program cost is those buses. Right. Uh, those buses are a pretty penny. And I'm not jealous of their insurance costs and whatnot. Uh, I know that it's a difficult industry. Um, so our pricing is kind of in response to that. So what we are doing now is we are getting really, really intentional with our partnerships and our program planning as far as fundraising and donations goes. Let's go back to getting on a bus and going out of yeah. town. Yeah, okay. All right. do, are there overnight trips? You know, we actually do curate specialty overnight programs. Okay. Um, Young Women's Leadership Academy in Fort Worth is a school that we would do a a mix of a Texas history trip with a little bit of a college visit. Uh, and then they would visit their sister's school, the Ann Richards School uh, down there in Austin. Mm-hmm. So we do have the capability of doing that. Uh, we love for the sanity of our staff to keep things um, dependable, the structure. We don't mm-hmm. throw them a lot of new uh, different trips all the time. Uh, but we do we do curate some overnight trips. So it sounds like you have three or four, maybe four or five different trips that you that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, are the formats the same? Let's say then, for instance, you're going down to the state capitol and that's the trip. Is it the same every time or do you try to mix it up and try to, oh, we've never gone down the east wing and <laughs> because we've always gone down the west wing or... Uh, Great question. Uh, We have uh, a schedule, a set itinerary that we try to follow for each of our programs, each of our eight trips. We have the the itinerary that best serves the time, the energy of the day, all of that. Now, um, with our reservation partners at like the Bob Bullock Texas State History Museum or uh, Elizabeth down at the Capitol, we work with them uh, if our wonderful itinerary that we prefer is not available Mm -hmm. to find a different route throughout the day. But having a uniform program where we have the curriculum and the tours that are curated by Echo Education, we train all of our staff with that material, that uniformity or that, um, that knowledge of being able to plan and prepare the same material for each trip amplifies the day. It makes it a more dependable day for the information that the students are taking in and also for our staff to be able to execute a nice, smooth day because they know what to expect. 
Can I meet David Cook if I were to go to <laughs> You know, we actually have not met with him, though. Oh. I'm sure he would meet with our schools if we were to reach out. We we are a nonpartisan <laughs> group, of course. Sure. Um, and, you know, now, you know, it just kind of depends. But we have had a few senators see our groups and recognize a parent or someone, and then they'll want to talk to the kids in the group. So it happens every now and then, especially those Alito reps and senators. They're, hmm. yeah, they've all, we've probably ran into them the most. You Again, you have partnerships with 20 21 school districts, are you looking to expand beyond that? I mean, that's the, 21's got to keep you pretty busy. It does, yeah. So we max out our programs each year mm-hmm. where we are not um, – we usually go between 8 to 12 trips a month between the months of October and May. Uh so we won't be growing too much more as far as the districts we work with. But what is super exciting is we are adding in summer programs next year. Mm. So we will be having day camps to be able to offer uh, and and have a full year of programming available starting in summer 24. If one of the listeners out there or several listeners out there, they're on a PTA and mm-hmm. they go, you know what, I, I think my kid would really benefit from this uh, would would they just be able to i how what would be the process would they the pta go to the school and say i i think we need to look into this or sure like if they wanted to bring one of our programs to their school yeah uh, they could totally reach out to us to see if we already have that relationship uh or experience contracting with them or them contracting with us Uh, but definitely take the information we have a program guide online on our first page take that over to your you know your principal your vice principal or even your your kiddo's teacher and say hey look at all these trips uh and then they can reach out to us we'd be glad to okay to see a new relationship form yeah as a nonprofit, you are able to take nonprofit donations Mm -hmm. yes tax deductible donations yes but then you uh you also ho- you also host a fundraiser. Yes, yeah. Which actually is kind of the main purpose of having you in here. It's it's kind of like bearing the lead, as they say in newspaper. <laughs> but um, you have a fundraiser coming up. We do, and it's I'm going I'm looking to forward great. to this. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. We uh, uh, July twenty first. Yes, at the Far Best Theater. Classic, yeah. Tell us about this 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 fundraiser. Sure. So I uh, I recently uh, was handed the baton for overseeing our events, our fundraising events, and the first thing that came to mind was a comedy night. Uh, there's there's so much talent here in Mansfield, and uh, I've been able to see live music and things, but I haven't seen too much live comedy. Um, and so that's the world that I come from, uh, specifically whenever I was in Dallas and Chicago. Our <laughs> event uh, we will have it's it's going to be separated in to two parts um, with an intermission. Uh, the first part is short form improv, which uh, if you've seen Whose Line Is It Anyways, sure. it's kind of like that. So some of the top comedians from the improv scene in Dallas and Fort Worth, I've brought them in for that portion. Um, our lovely host, Lauren Davis, she um, she's a very, very talented host. She has done stand-up and she teaches at Stomping Ground Comedy over in Dallas. Uh, she's fresh back from California from from doing her art out there. Hmm. Um, and then the second half of the show will be stand-up by Texas Best Comic. Uh, actually, we haven't announced it online, so I could do it now. Yeah, you do you it get now. first to know right here with Steve. Uh, but uh, Aaron uh, Aranpour is going to be our stand-up comedian for the event. And Super excited to what, have him. What can you tell me about Aaron? Oh, his comedy, uh, it's cutting, uh, but 
where his point of view comes from is what makes him super unique. I've never seen another comic like him. A lot of his material does come from him being a father. Okay. Uh, so we all know kids have the best, um, you know, you get the best material from kids. And, uh, and also his voice. He has a really, really lovely voice. So he's not going to be smashing watermelons on stage? Or <laughs> no watermelon smashing. No, no. watermelon. <laughs> Unless he comes in with a surprise and then you can call me and be like, you were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> July 21st, Far Best Theater. By the way, I and I saw this event on your website as mm-hmm. well. Very interesting that many events, the doors open like an hour or two hours before the event. Uh, your doors open 15 minutes before the event. It's going to be quick. It's going to be right. quick. Yes. Doors open at 7. Mm-hmm. Show starts at 7.15. Yeah. In other yeah. words, have your ticket ready because this show is starting. There you go. 15 minutes. It's happening fast. All right. July 21st, 7.15, mm-hmm. Far Best Theater. It's called Give It a Laugh Fundraising Show. How can they find out about tickets? Yes. So you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash echo education. We're also posting all uh, sponsor and uh, and talent updates on Instagram, instagram.com. And our handle is echo education TX. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then echo education.org is our website where we have the information as well there on our support page. Um But yeah, all links to tickets and everything you can find there. Definitely follow us on Facebook as we announce all of our uh, event sponsors. A lot of that information is up. Thank you all so much. Shout out to all the sponsors who have made this possible and uh, our raffle sponsors. We have people donating really exciting raffles that we'll be having a live raffle that evening as well. Nice. Mm -hmm. Then the money that goes from this fundraiser goes to help pay for... The, the trips, the the epic excursions. There you go, art excursions, yes. yes. Uh, specifically for those uh, teachers who reach out and have students who are struggling to find the funds for the participant fees. That way we can actually pull from and support those schools. Um, accessibility, it should be for everyone. Everyone should be able to access an epic excursion, in my opinion, in our opinion. Um, And uh, especially in today's world, uh, you know, there are such divides in what folks can access. And uh, there are a lot of students who get on our our buses. And one of the first things out of their mouth is, I've never left my hometown. Mm. And that's huge. Uh, There's uh, the Student and Youth Travel Association has a ton of research about what travel does to someone to be able to leave your town and, and have um, have the experience of what's beyond. Uh, it really can boost uh, morale, but also encourage folks to like think critically and think about their neighbors and think about the world beyond them. So we're lucky to be a part of that too. There is life beyond Mansfield. There is life beyond Mansfield, if you can believe it. Give out your website address again. Yep. www.echoeducation.org. Echoeducation.org. The fundraiser is called Give It a Laugh fundraising show july 21st 715 at the far best theater and improv to start stand up to end mm-hmm. and it sounds like a wonderful event we'll see you there awesome see you there ashley roundtree thanks for being on about oh, mansfield thank you so much for having me steve coming up next week on about mansfield we are in studio again with yet another fine mansfield resident you'll just have to tune in to find out who it is as always this is the place where you'll hear the latest mansfield news sports and conversation until then don't forget to like follow subscribe hey how about a five-star review on apple podcasts maybe share love or support this podcast 
If you haven't already, so you never miss an episode, head on over to our website, aboutmansfield.com. Right there on the homepage, enter your email address, click send, and we will never send you any spam. We promise. About Mansfield is recorded at Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. Hosts, Steve Casillo and Colleen Daniel. Moment with the Mayor feature, Michael Evans. Methodist Mansfield News to Know, Angel Biasati. Mansfield Real Estate Market Update, Beth Steinke. Cocktail of the Week, Brian Certain. Post-production editing, mixing, and mastering, Steve Casillo. This podcast is copyrighted by Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this podcast without written consent is prohibited. We thank you all for listening. On behalf of the entire news team, I'm Steve Casillo, and this... is about Mansfield.